Happy New Year 2024. Teen Catalyst is back with a brand new season, this time focusing on circular economy. For those of you who are new listeners, hello and welcome to Clean Catalyst. This podcast is connecting breakthrough clean tech companies with investor and entrepreneurial communities. I'm your host Richa and I'm passionate about product innovation and sustainability, all things that help make the world a better and cleaner place to live in. My podcast Clean Catalyst aims at connecting early stage startups offering cool smart solutions in clean energy with customers, talented people and investors so that the, together they can grow, scale and ultimately save the planet. First, a quick update on 2023. I took time out for my young family and the year was all about reconnecting and spending time with family and friends all over the world. Soul nourishing stuff really. For example, I got to celebrate Diwali, which is the big festival for my community at home with my parents after 15 years. It was truly something else. I also connected into the local angel investor network in the tech space. And there's some exciting stuff we're lining up here in Ireland. Hopefully in the future I'll be able to feature some exciting players from that ecosystem in Ireland and also beyond here on this podcast Clean Catalyst. So now back to opening this season today I'm really so excited. My original plan was to host Faith Legendre, circular economy expert in this episode tell us all about circular economy. She's phenomenally knowledgeable and passionate about this space with the most unassuming manner. So lovely really. Late last year however, unfortunately she met with a terrible accident and left her unable to participate in this episode. We gave it a while over Thanksgiving and then the holidays, but ultimately this is me bringing you this introduction episode and we wish Faith all the best. So what is circular economy? Well, it is a system based on circulation of materials to put it very simply. Hence the name circular economy. It is based on using and reusing materials such that they never become waste or that they are minimal waste. And this relies on processes to recover, recycle, reuse and regenerate materials and products. Even composting is part of the circular economy system because it converts biomass into usable plant nutrition. Now there's huge amount of educational online resources on this subject. And Ellen MacArthur Foundation is one of the foremost think tanks in the space that is my personal go-to. I love Bea Johnson's book on zero waste management where she educates her readers on how to apply these principles in their home and their daily routines and being more prudent and respectful with resources without compromising on quality and convenience another one fork ranger is a company i really like they offer solutions which are recipes and tips on how to make one's food consumption more sustainable and it is particularly useful for those who grew up as meat eaters and want to learn more about how to make the change and how to develop new eating habits but still be able to enjoy their food personally for me being born and brought up as a vegetarian it's quite easy really 
but I can imagine that if you're not used to that lifestyle, that it can seem quite a big task. And Folk Ranger really helps navigate through that. So yes, convenience is a big factor because skeptics will bring up that point as key criticism for this approach to living. Learning new methods and forming new habits is the biggest challenge for consumers to adopt circular economic principles in their life. Linear economy, which simply put, is a use and throw approach. Linear economy, which simply put, is a use and throw approach, is extremely easy on the other hand, and unfortunately in the current times, also very cheap. In our economic quest to sell more and scale companies for more growth and more return on investment, we have over-invested in processes that encourage the customer to choose buying more instead of reusing more. In the linear take, make, waste model, things are not made to last because they are cheap to discard and to buy new again. Repair, maintenance, recovery, recycling, upcycling, all these processes are labor intensive. They compete with production of new items. In terms of time and cost, they cannot compete. So let's just reflect for a second. How many times in the last few months have we bought things that are cheap because they are cheap, even if we didn't need them? Think back to the holiday season. We're fresh out of it now. How many gifts did we just buy for the sake of it and receive for the sake of it? In my search for innovative startups to showcase on this podcast, it was an interesting experience as well. My overall observation was that the success of startups that are focusing in this space, it depends so much on their consumers' willingness and ability to change their behavior and habits. It takes consciousness and diligence to overcome our default tendency. And I don't want to label it, but I think I'm going to boil it down to procrastination. I looked into various industries, and while there is a lot of promising activity, it is also quite alarming to see the impact of linear economy and where it has landed us. Let us check some stats. Fashion. According to the analysis done by Euromonitor International Apparel and Footwear, between years 2000 and 2015, clothing sales have more than doubled to more than $100 billion, while the number of times that an item is used before discarding has reduced by 25%. In fact, half of the fast fashion items that we buy are discarded within a year and have only been worn seven to 10 times. Imagine, in a whole year, only seven to 10 times, and then thrown away. Next one, food. Currently, one third of all food produced globally, which is worth about a trillion US dollars, is thrown away each year. Each year, it is thrown away, and it is one third of all, all of the food production. And yet, about 10% of the global population continues to go hungry. The equivalent of six garbage trucks full of edible food is lost or wasted every second. Just think about it. Every second, six garbage trucks, and people are still going hungry. Third one, plastic. As of analysis conducted in 2016, 
Just as an example, only around 14% of plastic packaging is collected for recycling globally. About 40% goes to landfill, and about 32% leaks into our ground and water resources, leaving about 14% that is incinerated for energy recovery, which has its own you know, issues with air pollution. So we're not gonna recycle our way out of plastic pollution. And actually, plastic itself is not the evil material, so to speak. It has lots of strong benefits. It's waterproof, it's lightweight, it can be you know, converted into different shapes and forms. So it is actually a handy resource to use, but the problem is in the pollution and the lack of recovery. So the answer lies in more intelligent usage, better design, recovery processes, better systems, and also better selective usage in consideration of other alternatives. Is plastic the best option for this particular use case? So in all these examples, the difficulty of circular usage is amplified because of the mixed nature of material that makes it difficult to recover, recycle, and remanufacture. The whole process becomes time-intensive, cost-intensive, and then just makes it unsustainable. And even if it is done, then the purity and quality of the material is still lower than virgin materials. So clothing, food waste, and packaging, these three examples, the amount of material ending up in landfill purely because it has not been or cannot be recovered is really mind-numbing. This linear system leaves economic opportunities untapped, puts pressure on resources, pollutes and degrades the natural environment and its ecosystems, and creates significant negative societal impact at local, regional, and global scales. Just imagine the scale of reduction in carbon footprint if these linear models could be transformed into circular models. And that's exactly what I'm trying to focus on in terms of startups that are trying to make that change. Now, I'm very conscious about consumer behavior being a key enabler for circular economy to become more widespread. It has to start with change at the consumer level itself. And I say this from personal experience where I tried to make those changes myself, and then I tried to do it for my target user group, so to speak. I saw how hard it was, how confusing it was to not have sufficient knowledge and information, and how disheartening it was to see well-meaning, conscientious people give up. About five years ago, I tried developing a mobile game to educate consumers about how to segregate their domestic waste, and this would be the first step in their journey of change. As a side note, actually, my husband was the perfect example of my target user group, and it was kind of fun to do it together and to put it in you know, all the homework. Um, we went to recycling facilities. We watched different types of waste segregation processes. Uh, we witnessed everything, how it happens and how difficult it is and how um, complex and dirty and unsafe even it is. And we understood all the financial, operational, logistical challenges associated with those processes. The game prototype that I created, it even won a national level climate tech competition. Um, I was invited to present it in the global competition in Scotland. 
And taking it to the next level would have required really full-time commitment and resources. But on the other hand, I was also seeing how technology was advancing and more and more cool propositions were being developed in that space. So while I never scaled the game, that experience to create it taught me so much about the state of waste in the world, the best opportunity in terms of resources and also the opportunity for our generation to turn things around, be more circular and conscientious in our consumption and help reduce carbon emissions. Lots of lessons learned, really. So on that note, the optimist that I am, I truly believe that now is the best time than ever when productive minds driving innovation and young consumers changing consumption patterns, demanding these changes, really being, you know, the Gen Z, the millennial-led change in the world, and supported by governments, corporates, investors. So more could be done, of course, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. I will feature some promising startups offering circular economy solutions over the next while. So watch out for more episodes in this season. Thank you for listening and have a great day.